What is up? I am your host, Andrew, Andy, whatever you want to call me. Uh, that fat guy that hosts this podcast once a month. It's your life. But I'm so excited to bring you a great episode today because we're going to talk a lot about Vin Diesel, probably more than you want to talk to about him. I'm going to bring in first guest today, uh, and he's really here because he is an expert in all things Vin Diesel and The Rock, Elijah Montoya. Elijah, how's it going? Hello. Andy said to tell us who we are, so tell you all who we are. So I'm Eli. I'm Elijah, as Andy said. And uh, to also tell you what we're about, I'm about having bad takes. So there you go. I'm going to have a bunch of bad takes today. <laughs> okay. Bad take, Elijah. Up next, let's bring in Eric. Eric, how are things today? Familiar face? Things are great. Thanks for having me back, Andy. Here to celebrate the anniversary of the Wu-Tang album, 36 Chambers, right? Yes, that's exactly why I brought you on. And I definitely so I knew that also. And you're not telling me that for the first time, that new information to me. Okay, cool. Go with Ting. All right, Sean, what's up, Sean? Welcome in. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Nice uh, to be back. Great, great intro. Sean's a toy maker. Uh, he's like a uh, 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 very streetwise Willy Wonka. If, I also, uh, but with toys. Uh, I also sell cannabis, uh, uh, you know, as a side job. Yeah, he has a, a dispensary. No big deal, guys. Welcome no big deal. Colorado. I'm from Texas, Gary at N3000. What's up, man? What's going on? Great to see you today. Uh, I'm excited to see your takes on some of the things we're going to talk about. Let's get, let's just get right into it. We got a lot of good things to, to bring up. Let's get to round one. All right. So, first question on the board Eternals are everywhere. No, literally, there's a lot of Eternals. Marvel's new hit movie hits theaters this weekend, and it did not do so hot financially or critically. If you've seen the movie, give us a small taste as to what you did or didn't like, and please be spoiler-free because we don't want to ruin this for anybody. It's harder to see movies in a pandemic world. Um, but bigger picture conversation, you know, while this feels like the right movie for or the right move for Marvel to make in terms of what kind of movie it is for cast diversification and inclusion, you know, where do they go from here? And, and what do they do with the mixed results on the film itself? Uh, let's go ahead and let's hear uh, Gary's take first. Gary, what do you think? About Eternals? I mean, I had, I can tell you that the reason it flopped is, is because even in the comic book world, there was not much interest in those characters. And for them to make a movie was just kind of left field to me. I had no desire to see it. The trailers put me to sleep. So I really didn't care. Okay. Okay. No caring there. Elijah, what do you got? Do you, what do you think about Eternals as a movie? You know, quick review. I know you've seen it. And then just the, the conversation in general, like around the movie, what do, you, what do you think about what's happening with this film? Yeah, I think that this is the first time in probably the last seven years that I wasn't super hyped leaving a Marvel film and excited about the future. Uh, there's, as you called out, just too many Eternals. Black, Black Widow. Black Widow would like a conversation with you about her future in the MCU. <laughs> I was very hyped leaving all these other films like Shang-Chi and, of course, leaving Black Widow. But Eternals was the first one that I was like, eh, could have done without. Um, I think maybe the movie would have been a better movie if it wasn't in the MCU and it didn't have all the baggage of the MCU. I also think that I maybe could have enjoyed it more if I wasn't just given a sci-fi masterpiece that was Dune. And then this is just like sci-fi, like in the middle, very loop. Like this is like leftover sci-fi. It was like I had to reheat this sci-fi the next day and I was very bored with it but as you called out at the beginning man there's just too many characters in this movie there's like a lot of them it's just any two eternals just sub them out and i think it's a better movie if you give more time to the rest of the crew okay eric what do you think about that i mean i think elijah's got some good points right i mean you know he he appeals to my sense of how that movie should have gone two less characters or an extra two hours 
and make it a Disney Plus show would have been great for me. Uh, what do you think, Eric, about this one? You know, I didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm a big Marvel Comics fan. When I went into that movie, I really loved it. When I left Eternals, I still didn't give a shit about the Eternals when I walked out the door. It was way too long. There was way too many shots of someone sitting on the side of a cliff thinking while dramatic music played. That's got to be 20 minutes of the movie. I didn't think it was bad. Am I rushing out to go see it again? No. Am I going out to pick up Eternals comic books? No. It was the exact opposite feeling I had when I left the first Guardians movie. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see, Sean, what do you think? Did you see it yet? Or or what do you think about the yeah. conversation around the movie? So I saw it. You know, the, the first thing that uh, is a problem to me, and I knew it was going to be a problem the moment I saw the first trailer, drab, lame character design. The costumes suck. There's nothing special about how they look. They're just dudes wearing, like, cool costumes. And a big part of Marvel Every person that we love has a really sweet costume and a really cool look to them. So I immediately was like, oh, man, this is like DC type looks here. It's two <laughs> hey, hours now. and 40 minutes. So it's too point long. There. <laughs> it's you so watch yourself long. It's like with that DC, DC movie. That, I, when I walked out, I was like, this is Marvel's first DC movie. It's too long. There's like 40 minutes that could just not be there. And, you know, a big part of how I gauge Marvel movies is how my kids enjoy them. And my 10-year-old about halfway through that was like, when is this movie going to end, Dad? And I was like, yeah, I get it, buddy. This movie is boring. So totally, it is just boring, man. And, you know, I think what Marvel's going to do moving forward now, and it's a big reason of why Spider-Man is introducing this multiverse thing, they know they're running out of characters. So they kind of have to go back and reinvent some of these characters without changing, you know, recasting these. So if we have Spider-Man from, you know, Universe 18 2B, it's not recasting, you know, <laughs> our current Spider-Man. Yep. So I think now Marvel realizes, oh, sh oh, crap, we're running out of characters here. Nobody really cares about the characters we have left, even though, in my opinion, there's some cool characters to use. They're not like big commercial success type characters. So that's where Marvel's going now. We're going to see some cool storyline off Eternals. I think there's some end credit scene that really set up so that to me, the coolest part of that movie was the two end credit scenes. So those are really cool, and that sets up cool stuff in the future. But that was my opinion. Too long, too boring, man. And, and now, the fight scenes just were bleh. Sean, I agree, I would agree with you for a lot of what you said. But, you know, with Marvel and their lesser-known characters, I think we do need to give them a chance, right? Because they're they're putting a lot of stuff now in Disney+. Plus. We've got well, and Iron Man year. Was, was a lesser-known character, right? Iron Man was nobody time, yeah. before they really gave yeah, him like, a, a really good movie. So it's, it's possible, but the biggest of the big names now. I mean, even if you really look at Marvel's catalog, it's it's a lot of stuff that even me as a hardcore Marvel fan, I don't know a lot about. I didn't know anything about Eternals. I don't really know anything about the the introduced characters at the end of this film. Never. But, you know, I'm excited to see what they what they give us because when they give us something new and fresh, it's always really cool. I, I love I love the way that uh, Chloe Zhao does her directing, right? Like All Natural Light, it looks really good. Um, the way the movie was shot was really well done. I think if you cut Sprite and Druig, who are two of the characters in the film, it's probably a really good movie or at least more enjoyable than it was. A lot of that Sprite storyline, I thought, drug the story down, especially when there was some awesome other interesting characters. You know, they made a joke in the movie about Hook and how Sprite was kind of like Tinkerbell. Um, and just like in the movie Hook with Tinkerbell, I wanted her to go away. Um, and can we and address how adult DC... problems? Huh? Can we address how DC is established as being a part of like the MCU? Because they so, I, directly I, you know what, I actually like have a theory on this. Can stuff, I pitch right? you guys on my theory? I know this is a waste of time, but whatever. I'm running the podcast. Who cares? Um, yeah. My theory is that one day Marvel is going to buy DC or, or Disney will buy DC. And what will happen is that the DC universe will exist inside the MCU. And so whenever an, a DC movie starts, you're going to see like, 
uh, like the Hulk, Professor Hulk sitting down to watch the next Batman versus Superman 2. And uh, and that's how it's all going to go from there. And so that's the I, thought, I, thought I, I, was I, I like that idea. Bad takes. I thought I was. Yeah, I was like, what? what? What do you mean bad take? That's an incredible take. I'm not Listen, that's terrible. Look, hey, if, the, if Marvel if, if didn't want to acknowledge how universe? awesome Batman and Superman was, they wouldn't put them in their movies, right? Show Can I say something about the uh, character thing where you said they're running out of characters? Yeah, hold on. I don't think they're running. Oh, right, yeah. I don't think they're running out of characters. They just don't know how to present them. And I don't think they're familiar with the characters enough to do so. And it showed a lot from what I've heard in Eternals, because like a buddy of mine saw and he was like, man, they just didn't do it right. And I was like, well, that's because they're not familiar with it. You can't do Eternals. If you're going to mention Eternals, you have to talk about Thanos' back backstory, considering he's a deviant. You so, know so what I'm saying? You're not, and they didn't do none of that. About you're not talking about a studio that has like indirect control over like their properties, right? This isn't like universal making a, a book movie where the guy who wrote it has no control. This is Marvel making their own movies. So I, I disagree. I think they know every single character that they've got and they know them very it, well. I think Kevin think Feige because there's a lot of characters that they met. Well, how did they mess up on so many characters then? Well, if they I'll know them why, so well, because they're the not writing that. movies for comic book fans. They're writing movies for moviegoers. For the general, they're not writing I know that. I know that. For... But see, but you can still, I'll use Blade as an example. When it came out back in the day, nobody really was familiar with Blade, but they still kept the bases the same. They're changing a lot of bases for these newer these characters that we're getting introduced well, to, because which doesn't make to sense to me. Them, we have to fit these into a giant universe, right? We can't just do like a Blade movie where it has nothing to do with the, the thousand of hours of other media that we have. Now yeah. when we're writing these Marvel movies, we have to fit them into these new hey. universes. So and I, I, understand, I understand that, but if you, I can write a story right now. I'll say Wolverine for an example. I could write a Wolverine story right now and it'll fit just fine in the MCU. But I bet you what they're going to do is they're going to go some roundabout way. And I was going to say the F word. I'm going to say mess it up, which I <laughs> well, just have a feeling. Well, let's get Elijah in. I want to hear yeah. Elijah. Elijah's been doing Gary, some beard stroking here. I, Gary, I just want to say one thing. When your friend says that they're not doing it right, I would go to exactly what Eric said before. It's basically about like, like the way that you left Guardians. If this was a roster of six Eternals, I really think we would have had a good time because the mm -hmm. problem with this movie is there's too many people. And when your friend says they're not doing it right, they're not giving the characters enough screen time they're and enough diligence. investment in the story. But they, they, they had the same because... issue with Guardians and, and they did it right. To be a little you know, like, need need a little Guardians had how many people? They had... Muted. Just real quick because... <laughs> Elijah, go ahead. Gary no, no, I just want to finish. Muted. Just because there's a ton of incredible performers in this movie. But the people that you want to see more, they just don't get the time on screen to do what they should do, right? And then, like, any different pairings of these people with more screen time could have succeeded. But because they're trying to serve as 10, 11 new characters in one film, that's what makes it too long. And that's what gives us the problem. Because there's a lot of incredible performers in the movie. And I wouldn't say any one performer is the weak spot. It's just that there's too much story here that they're trying to fit into one movie. Gary, bring us the last yes. word on this topic. Last word. The thing you said about Guardians having a lot of characters or whatever. Six. I mean, if they can, six they had six, right? Six. And they, I wasn't familiar with Guardians. And I came out, I was like, yo, I could talk about Rocket, Groot, whoever now. When, from what I've heard about Guardians, I'm not going to know anything. Just like I don't, I feel like the little I've read in the comics, I'm not going to know anything when I see this movie. Except for the Thanos stuff. I'm trying to think about that and i actually there's not a lot more that i learned about a lot of these characters only a couple um, it's the longest and, origin movie ever yep yeah All right, so <laughs> let's get into the next question here you guys that was a good that was a really good heated conversation after the first question elijah's got four gary sean and eric are all tied at two uh and uh you know thanks for arguing guys i really appreciate it, it makes things better 
Okay. Uh, this I didn't next need one, to argue. Sorry, guys. That's what you're supposed to do, Gary. I'm just saying. It's not called make friends. I know. Well, I'm cool with Elijah, though. All right. Here we go. Here's, here's the next one. My little brother, Dwayne, the time has come. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. As you know, my children for my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. There's not a holiday that goes by that they don't and you don't send well wishes. But the time has come. Legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo. I swore that we would reach and manifest the best fast in the finale that is 10. I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no other. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. Wow, Vin Diesel. It's like he might as well just write the script for all the rest of the Fast and the Furious movies. Uh, is family <laughs> going to be enough to bring The Rock back to this franchise after their long, bitter feud with one another? Or is, is this still over? And no matter what you think, this is an incredibly great story. I'm really excited to get in on this one. Let's see what Eric has to say first. Let's be fair. When Paul Walker died, did Vin Diesel really know they were going to have 10 movies? I'm going to say no. Secondly, get a spell check, Vin Diesel. Third, it sounds like <laughs> Vin Diesel is begging for the bigger star to come back into his movie. That's, that's a bad take, better. and I'll tell you why in a minute. Don't worry. Go ahead. Keep going. Never seen, Keep going. Okay. I've never seen any of the Fast and the Furious movies. I really don't care to watch any of the Fast and the Furious movies. But you, you can't say that The Rock isn't a bigger star than Vin Diesel. I'd love to hear your opinion on that. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Uh, Gary, why don't you ha hop in next? Oh, uh, I wasn't ready. Oh, I was just going to say he did know that there were going to be 10 movies before Paul Walker died. Paul Walker was actually the one that said it first. But as but far Paul as Vin Walker Diesel... Paul make that decision, and neither does Vin Diesel, the um, studio guys, Paul Walker I'm just saying the, 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 the away, announcement... So Vin Diesel is going to be the one was, deciding how many movies are made for this franchise. Thank yeah, you very much. The announcement came right, from Gary. Paul Walker first. At least I heard it from him first. But... uh. As far as Vin Diesel begging The Rock to come back, it's because The Rock uh, revitalized the franchise and he was in like the last, what, five movies? So if he doesn't come back, it's just kind of like an open-ended story there that was kind of important. Okay, that all right. Just, it's unsolved. Sean, what do you think? So when I first heard about this, you know, Hollywood is Hollywood. I'm like, oh, this is all just like media crap. This is all just to get people to come watch the movie. Uh, but yeah. in my little teeny mm -hmm. town, this kid moved there named John Paul Howard, who starred in this movie called The Wretched. And he does a lot of auditions. And he auditioned for the younger version of uh, Vin Diesel's character in the uh, part nine. And uh, he was like, the writers absolutely hate Vin Diesel. Everybody on that set hates Vin Diesel. He'll walk on there and he'll do rewrites on the run. He doesn't say stuff. He's always ad living. So uh, after I heard that, I was like, well, maybe this is kind of like a legit thing. And he is kind of a D-bag. So, uh, you know, it's fun, though, right? I mean, who doesn't want to have this big, like, real-life battle between these two massive men? And, and really, I don't want to see a makeup. I kind of want to see it, like, end up in the ring, right? Let's take it back to WWE. Let's get Ben in there. Let's do some uh, some SummerSlam or something and really settle things that way. Vin Diesel. Winner, That'll be dope. I believe he's 55. Rick Flair's what, like 98? He's still wrestling. so He's not anymore, yeah. actual, actually. Hashtag sexual allegations. Elijah, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> next up for you, sir. What do you think about the Ben and Dwayne hype? 
So this was an Instagram post, which I think is very important because I don't know if you're trying to appeal to The Rock if, if Instagram is the exact medium for this. Also, bringing your kids into it. My thing is, Vin, act like you've been there before. Don't be so thirsty. This is like an like an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend like three months down the road being like, you sure you want to break up with me? Kind of like, this is just very thirsty. Now, ultimately, I do think it leads to a more exciting and dramatic conclusion to the series if The Rock returns. But Andy, I really like what you were saying there and what the group was getting to. Um, yeah, if if The Rock is going to come back to Fast and the Furious, then of course Vin Diesel should jump into the ring with him. Or maybe, even better, jump into the ring with Jake Paul and have to <laughs> bear knuckle Rock Jake Paul. Can you Vin imagine those, me, those... Jake Paul, let's go. Okay, the sweet well, 2 a.m. Yeah. text between Vin and The Rock. Hey, hey Rock, I just want to let you know I still love you, buddy. You know, maybe you should give me a call tomorrow. All right. So I guess I the, the rumor started that in like fast, whenever the movie they were in together, that Vin Diesel was like giving the rock notes and the rocks were like, nope, I'm not taking your stupid notes. And that's how it kind of all started there. And, and like, there's been a couple interviews with Vin Diesel that since then he's like, uh, I was just trying to give him tough love and make him better. And it's like, okay, bro, we'll chill out there. Um, now I do <laughs> want to say though, you guys are all saying that this post is him uh, begging the rock to come Thirsting. back. I, 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 yeah, I could not disagree with you more. This franchise does not need The Rock to be back for it to be as good as I, it could possibly be. They just I don't. I think The Void it's was there in the last as it is. This to What me, it needs is Danny DeVito. That's listen, what it really needs. Whether or not this is right, this reads yeah. to me as a guy who genuinely thinks in his mind that he is challenging The Rock to come back and be a part of this. He's like, if I call The Rock out right now and he doesn't answer this call, he's a bitch. That's what I think Vin Diesel's at home. Instagram? Like, at least yes, I know. Twitter. Yes, I, I, listen, you could at least put a Twitter. Yeah, I'm not saying I am not saying that this makes sense. Tweets are more important than you, posts. Vin Diesel has never been thirsty for anybody in his life, okay? That man drinks Corona and family, no, and he sings he awesome music. <laughs> Look, man, I forgot to Look check the post of Facebook and post the Twitter. Andy, I just got to tell you, just real fast, friend. That wow, I did not mean to say real fast, friend. Like, uh, ah, I apologize, ah. Andy. Yeah, I the Vin has got you. This is all leading to some sort of sponsorship with Zuck and Sweet Baby Rays to like do the fast in the metaverse. Like, I know it's all coming together. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. all it's all and, and, and a rock and Vin Fast and Furious guys are going to be in the new Black Adam movie. That's oh, what this I know is how it's going to end. Part ten is going to end with him taking off their quest and being like. That was wicked cool, guys. It's a solid dream. If I may have the last word on this one, Andy. Yeah, of course. Go ahead. Get us the last okay, word. Okay, I can talk so, about Vin Diesel all day. Okay, so what I was going to say is like Vin Diesel is, is pleading in, in what we believe is a plead and saying nicely, hey, come back, Rock, to our franchise. And The Rock's like, hey, man, I'm going to convince Marvel and DC to make a movie with me, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds that's Marvel versus DC. Like, Boom. The Rock is in 10 different levels of fame yes, and celebrity yes, and power. Yes, I'm sorry. Like is. you admitted, he's just a bigger star. And he's going to make a Marvel versus DC thing happen. You know when, when you text, your, be when you text your friends and it's like, you, you know, they try to make him feel bad about stuff. That's what this is. He's trying to make The Rock feel bad. He wants The Rock back. And 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 damn it, I hope that he does come back because I want to hear about all the weird behind the scenes stories that go on when they try to avoid each other as they're walking to and from their trailers. Um, the most epic arm wrestling contest so, ever. <laughs> Over the top. Have, so our first, uh, <laughs> our first elimination of the day is coming up right now. Uh, after the last round, it was extremely hard to award any of you guys points because you talked so disparagingly about Vin. Um, <laughs> and ultimately, uh, the person that is going to get eliminated today is going to be Sean with three points. 
Jerry has four. Elijah has four. Eric has four. You all gained nothing on that last question, basically, because, uh, again, you all hated on Vin. Sean, you lost today only because you told me a real story about Vin Diesel that I didn't want to hear, and that makes me feel bad because I like him. Uh, and so that's why I'm sorry. Today. Here, I'm <laughs> Hang out, though, because I might I try to bring – Truth is not the last word. Truth is no, not truth is not the last word today. Not this one, no. Uh, and as Sean says goodbye and waves goodbye, Sean, you might come back a little bit, so hang around. Uh, I want to I want to let everybody know uh, to make sure to go to uh, Spotify and look up Vin Diesel's music as it is really good. Don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> Round two. That's right. I snuck in a quick Spotify plug for uh, for my man. Vin. Netflix gaming service is now available on the iPhone, and who cares? Right? Do you guys care? No. Anyone care? No. Eric Eric kind of cares. Someone out there does care, you guys. And with Game Pass setting this incredibly high gold standard for game streaming services and also using xCloud now as an option uh, for gaming through Microsoft, how does someone like Netflix even expect to breach in and, and stack up long-term against the big players that are already in the game? I mean, it just feels like they're about, I don't know, four years too late. What do you guys think? Elijah, let's start with you. You're a, you're a game, game pitch guy. You work for a game company. You're gaming through and through. What do you got? I'm wearing the Xbox hoodie because I support that Game Pass. But uh, yeah. I gotta say that it's it's mainly about the shareholders, right, man? Like that's that's what it's about. Like if you are a company, what do you have to have? You have to have a streaming service, right? You have to like this is just that shiny new toy, or they're just like this is just the thing that I need. Um, are we gonna see some important, exciting investments here? Maybe, but I mean, Sony just hired away Apple Arcade's main guy to run up their mobile stuff. So that person's clearly not coming to Netflix, right? So Netflix does not have the inroads, the talent, the connections, or the partnerships to really make this gaming thing succeed. So it's gonna take a lot of internal investment and a lot of time. I mean, like Stranger Things Solitaire is not it, Chief. You know what I'm saying? So right now- uh, For real. Let me follow up and ask you the question. Do you think that they're gonna get in their own development of games? And, you know, and then like, do you think that that's viable long-term if they do make their own games? Well, they did acquire the studio uh, Night School Games, which made Oxenfree, and that's a, kind of a, a more narrative game, and it's kind of more in a losty horror, side-scrolling type vein. So it makes sense that that studio would make some sort of Stranger Things uh, side-scrolling narrative adventure, but we don't know what they're making. But I think they're going to try and collect studios that have a narrative focus because that's what they do. They have the IPs, they have the content creation and the writers already. So now they just need to turn that to the gaming side of things. Okay. All right, Eric, what do you think about that? What do you think about what Netflix is doing? Why was Game Pass successful? Because you did the math and you realized you could get Forza and Halo and a couple other exclusives for free every single year. Exactly to Elijah's point, I looked at the Netflix game list before we started tonight and there was absolutely nothing that I wanted to play on that list that I couldn't play in another place or in another console. If you're going to get in and scrap with the big three, let's be fair, Sony and Nintendo can't even compete with Game Pass at this point. It is all about the shareholders. Netflix is doing this just to bring something new to the table. But look at how Stadia worked out. Look at how the UA worked out. Look at how all the other systems that wanted to compete and have a streaming service and have something that's unique. What are they doing now? My Stadia controller is sitting in the uh, in the closet right now. Game Pass worked because they had something to give you. And is Netflix going to be able to buy studios? If Microsoft doesn't purchase them all, sure, maybe. But Microsoft <laughs> is buying studios every single week. Sony's taking note and doing the same thing. 
it's it's hard to compete with the big three. Nintendo has their own niche. You're really going against Microsoft and Sony at this point. It's a battle that is going to be very hard to win. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I think that's a really, really, you make a lot of really good points there. I, you know, kind of to Netflix's defense a little bit, it is included in their monthly. So you're not like paying anything more. It's kind of, you know, already with the what you're already spending on. So, you know, I think as long as they don't like try to make you pay more for it, it could have some success just because why not try the free games that they offer? Uh, Gary, what do you think? Well, you just took my point is that it's included in the package already, but I mean, take that. I'll give you, you know what, point for Gary for doing the same thing. Yeah, I said. yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's all they have going for him. Otherwise, nobody's playing mobile games. I mean, who cares? Uh, uh, now, uh, that is a, I would like to pump the brakes on that one. That is a minus one point because literally everybody on the planet is playing mobile games. I think <laughs> that's entirely <laughs> okay. The I will say, lot of gamers right now are mobile gamers, probably by a long shot. I, I don't know. Name I don't know five, the percentage. Name like five mobile games you're playing right now. Star Trek Legends. I, I mean, I'm playing a couple right now on my phone. I don't, I, no, I actively no. do not play phone games myself. You, exactly, doing, so, exactly. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The majority doesn't play those that's, games. No, I'm going to go ahead and mute you real quick so I can get my point across. Um, so, oh yeah, that's right. That's right, Gary, you're muted. Um, so with the mobile games, we're not playing them. Grandma Jane's playing mobile games. My, you know, little sister Sally's playing mobile games. People are, we, we, we consider what you and I consider gamers are us right got you know people that sit down on the weekend and grind for a couple hours or play every night or play you know play really <laughs> consistent video games but this term gamers now is a much wider uh term i think now to where gamers is in the eyes of you know the money men right at like all these companies are anybody with a cell phone and i think that the the big grab right now going forward for for a lot of game companies you know even with microsoft looking to push xcloud onto the phone and the iphone and they made a really big push to get that there it's it's that there's so many gamers out there that are playing one or two games and they just want to get those people they don't care about us they don't you know we're going to go play the AAA titles they don't want triple a title buyers they want people that that want to play games while they're waiting at the dmv um, i never so, thought this was uh targeted towards gamers like myself or elijah in the first place i always yeah. i always had in my mind that it was targeted toward my mom my sister like the netflix gaming thing i got you yeah 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 but see my mom she don't even, she wasn't even interested in it when i told her about it because mm -hmm. nobody's playing mobile games like that that's what i'm saying i think i, like, I still disagree with you i would like, like elijah to come in yeah elijah what do you <laughs> yeah think about yeah and, and so um i think that the big thing to call out right is that the games industry makes more money more revenue per year than sports movies and television combined right and a right. large chunk of that is coming from microtransactions from mobile games, whether it's your poker thing, buying skins on Fortnite, whatever that is, Genshin Impact. And I would also call out that um, maybe in the United States, console gaming is kind of the norm, but in other regions, in other places of, of the world, you know, the, the transit um, cultures, right? There's a, a large train culture in Japan, right? They're playing the Switch. That's why that's booming there, but they're also playing on mobile. In China, Genshin Impact is huge on mobile. And I would say that a lot of the revenue is games for mobile, whether it's your Call of Duty mobile versions, or your, I mean, the Animal Crossing Pocket Kingdom game, like that thing is popping off. But either way, uh, there's, I think, a lot of space in the mobile gaming space for uh, <laughs> money to be got and to be grabbed. And I think that that's where Alliance Share or the most people are playing games, even though me personally, I want to play on console on the biggest screen possible and have my face blown yeah. off by the new fours. That's what I want. Mobile, I will say, oh, mobile sorry. Gaming okay. Real quick, mobile gaming market in 2020 is worth $98 billion. And the expected growth into 2030 will be closer to $300 billion. 
So that's just kind of the growth and the scale that they're looking towards over the next, uh, you know, well now like nine years of growth, basically. I will say it's a good platform for uh, up and coming game designers to present their games and then build off of that. Like, you know, you get a lot of downloads on the mobile, you could build up to console or whatever. I will say that that's a good avenue for that. But other than that, I don't Eric, see it really working. Bring us home on this one here. What, what, last word on the on the the video game stuff here. Man, you guys had a lot of great points. Mobile gaming is not going anywhere. I've looked at the numbers, but they already have our money. All four of us, they know what we're going to buy every single year. They know that Forza is going to be downloaded on my console on Friday so I can play it early for an extra 40 bucks. They're not worried about taking my cash. They're worried about me dying and not giving them any more money. <laughs> but they're, not, they're not worried about uh, me spending money on, on Microsoft uh, or Sony or Nintendo products. I spend plenty of money. Uh, I don't know who these mobile gamers are, but when I look at the stats, that is their market. That's exactly what they're going for. And it, it does boil down to the microtransactions. So yeah, I don't see this going anywhere. Is Netflix going to be the solution? Absolutely not. But if you guys haven't checked out xCloud on your phone, holy shit, I was very impressed at how seamless that works between my systems. Uh, and I, you know, actually, I will take the last word. We talked about 2020 being 90-something billion, right, for, for games. Uh, PC games generated... 35.9 billion in the same year and consoles generated 49.2 billion in the same year. So mobile gaming is almost double the size of a market and, as uh, console gaming is right now. Again, Andy, do you know how much of that is Roblox? <laughs> all, all of it. it. Also, all Andy, both of you to assume when we started this, when you said the money that I'd be paying for Netflix, the money my mom is paying. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's Andy. paying for the, the actual Netflix, you're the real MVP for sure. Okay. Uh, Great well, point. We're Great point. The episode today, and I don't even care. This has been some good conversations. Let's talk next about a little bit of anime. Uh, now, you guys all know we've talked. I'm not a huge anime person, but. Anime is going live now a lot more lately. And I wanted to talk specifically about this Cowboy Bebop show that's going to be coming out soon. Um, and really, the, you know, I'm like the only person I think that had liked Speed Racer. Am I going to like Cowboy Bebop in two weeks? Uh, and I like what other Speed animes Racer. need to be real life? Like One Punch Man, is that going to be a real show soon? You know, uh. I, I, we talk about anime a lot here. And I'm now confused as to what the future of anime is going to be. Because it seems like they just keep trying to push anime away from being cartoons or or animation, right? So what am I missing here? I mean, is is, uh, is live action the future of anime or is, what's happening, Elijah? Uh, Netflix is just smart and they like money, Andy. That's what it exactly. is. So uh, right now, um, One Piece cast was just revealed uh, for Netflix. Today. So they're making yeah. a live action One Piece show, right? And just to let you know, in the rest of the world... Monkey D. Luffy is just as well known as, as Mickey Goku. Mouse's. Yes, I mean, <laughs> like One Piece is the longest running and one of the biggest animes in the world. They also just announced a Yu Yu Hakusho anime uh, live action uh, series today. And I think that Netflix is just smart. They're taking what Disney and Marvel did, established mm -hmm. things that people loved for so long and turning them into a product. And I think the beautiful thing with this is they're getting those young hot sexy fresh looking cast like the cw does but instead of doing it over 23 episodes and making you want to bang your head against the wall it's 10 episodes and it's the same budget and they're making it look incredible so to get back to cowboy bebop hell yeah it looks great can't wait yeah put it john, down my john throat. cho is is very excited that you call him young and hot he is hot. <laughs> super, super excited by that also also my friend i want you to know this everyone's just like firefly is good and i want you to know that Cowboy Bebop and Outlaw Star walked so that Firefly could run and also be run by a jerk who was mean to women. 
Fuck you, Joss. <laughs> oh, am I supposed to be nice? <laughs> no, Joss Whedon deserves the F word. I feel okay, like okay. Uh, I think that one's okay. We'll allow it. Um, especially because, well, especially because he was actually a, like a, like a really horrible a butter, person, butter, yes. but, but then also the person. side note, he ruined justice league the first time. So <laughs> like a sub note. Uh, Eric, what do you, Eric, what do you think here? I'm not a big fan of anime, as you know, but Cowboy Bebop is one of my favorite properties. I think okay. Bebop on Netflix is going to be the litmus test to whether this will work. Everything I've seen from the initial trailer to some of the shots from set is telling me that they get it. They totally understand what they're going for. They totally understand the story. I love Bebop. Uh, I know you don't like anime either, Andy. I recommend give a couple episodes of Bebop a try. I was shocked. I don't watch any other anime besides that, but when someone sat me down with Bebop, it's like, okay, now I now I can see the appeal here. As far as going back and remaking things live action, hell yeah, give me Voltron. Give me Robotech. There's a lot of good anime from my childhood that I would love to see done with the CW cast, with the modern actors, and with modern technology as far as, like, can you imagine Voltron now with CG? If they made that look good, the robot lions coming together, that'd be a great show. Elijah's yeah. just got fever dreams of Transformers <laughs> no, they, and no, Michael Bay. No, Doc, hey. they already announced the Gundam show. They announced the mobile. Yeah, I was going to say they're doing Gundam. So they're 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 making it a reality for you, Eric. Oh, yep. that's awesome, Gary. That's, what I'm excited, you, Gary. What do you think? I'm all for it. I mean, it's America. They see that anime is a thing, and they want to cash in. Because in Japan, I mean, they are they automatically do a live action counterpart anyway. And I know this mm-hmm. because I have a cousin that lives over there, and he sends them to me, and I watch them. So legally, legally, <laughs> legally, yes, it is legal. But I'm just saying, I mean, why not? You take a property because now in this day and age, you can do a Cowboy Bebop, a Voltron, Gundam. Even they could they could go back and revisit Dragon Ball and do it correctly and make a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? So I don't see nothing I heard that wrong first with it. Dragon Ball movie is pretty good though, guys. No, it was the worst thing yeah. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think uh, I, I hope it does well. And actually hearing you guys talk about this does get me excited. And, and I'm going to ask just a quick follow up to each one of you guys. Do you have hope for the uh, Avatar series with the creators leaving, knowing that Netflix is doing OK with their live action anime stuff? They seem to have a good handle on the length of how long the show should be, how long the season should be. Do you think it's a worry for you, Gary, on that, that the creators, the original creators left the show? It was a big worry for me because that's one of my favorite American animes. So when they, I heard they were leaving, it kind of worried me. But at the same time, I was like, okay, they took cheat notes. So they can still basically take all their ideas and do them anyway and be like, screw you guys. We didn't need you. When in reality, they did. So Eric, what do you got? I think anytime the original creative force behind the show leaves, you're going to run into a problem. Let's look at season 11 of The Simpsons. Let's look at season nine of The Office. When you bring in new writers, you bring in new blood, and sometimes it doesn't always work. Is it last word? Oh, uh, they cast my guy, uh, Jin from Lost, as Fire Lord Ozai. So you know I'm all oh. in, baby. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's all I had to hear. <laughs> my boy Jin is in that show, and he's awesome in Lost. And, and Elijah, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewatch Lost soon just for you. Okay. How's that sound? Um, all right. After round two, we have Gary, you've got seven points. Eric, you've got eight points. And Elijah, you also have eight points. So Gary, you are eliminated <sighs> in round two. Um, you're, you're doing better every time you're on. And we appreciate you. Keep, we want to have you keep coming back because you know what? Keep creeping to the victory. We it's going to happen. When you argue with us about stuff. Okay. We really do. You're doing a great job. Okay. So let's Work. get you out of here. Remove. You hang on there though for a second. We're going to get to round three. 
We've got one last question. It'll be a quick one and we'll bring you all back in. Well, John Wick 4 is finished or about to finish uh, filming and is going to come out next year. And they have a, a name for it. And I'm going to butcher the name. Uh, it is Hagakure. John Wick 4 Hagakure is what is believed to be the title of the film. And so so what this means is I want to get you the exact definition here. Um uh, they don't have an exact definition on here, but basically it's a warrior's code, uh, you know, about samurais. There's a lot of uh, samurai ties to this word. And to, there's a book uh, that came out in the 1700s as well that refers a lot to uh, this by a samurai named Yamamoto Tsutemoto. And I'm very poor pronouncing that, I'm sure. We know Keanu Reeves has a deep history with samurais and he loves Japanese culture. He loves samurai culture. Uh what would you call your John Wick for if this was your fourth movie, knowing what you love and what you'd want it to be called something badass? Elijah, what do you got? The Wickening and Puppies. Okay, John Wick for The Wickening and Puppies. It's like a full cycle thing. Is that what we're saying? Like, okay, I got gotcha. you. All right, yeah. Eric, what, what's yours? What's What would yours be, Eric? I'm not going to beat that. Let's just call it John Wick for 100% uh, pure Keanu. All Keanu all the time. Gary, uh, do you have a one that you would do? Sean, do you have one that you would do for this? John Wick. This Wick burns at both ends. Ooh, that's really good. I like that. That's, it's, that's good. That's good. Okay. What do you, what do you got, Gary? What, what would yours be? And muted forever. Okay, so Elijah, <laughs> you're going to go ahead and get the win here today uh, because Eric literally said in the end he couldn't beat you. Uh, so I want you to take your time. You've got 30 seconds. Talk about what you're into. Uh, let me do a little intro for you, and then you start talking, okay? Winner. There's no There's no uh, song for this one. I just got to do like a... Go ahead, Elijah. All right. I wore the Xbox hoodie in Congress with what I want to talk about here in the last word, and that's Halo, everybody. It's Halo season. I took work off so that I could play Halo at home when it launches on December 8th. Can't wait for Halo to come out. It's going to be fantastic. It's the biggest game of the holidays. Hail to the Xbox Chiefs. And I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of split up there with the Sony and the Xbox and the Nintendo fans, but I got to let you know, all the highest rated games this year came from xbox, xbox. studios whether that's psychonauts or it's forza you know uh you just uh the microsoft flight simulator uh age of empires 4 just saying guys it's xbox season and uh microsoft if you're paying attention here um we'll go ahead and uh, i'll let you know what elijah's email is to send over the free xbox lives that you guys are going to send over because oh, the fridge i want the fridge the fridge the xbox series x mini fridge. i want i want to put more of those out in the systems what'd you say gary said i want a fridge <laughs> Yeah, we all want that Series X fridge. I just I want to be friends with uh, consoles. <laughs> yeah, please. We'll take one of everything, please. please. Thank yeah. you guys for being here today. I really appreciate it. We had a great show. We had really good conversations. We talked a lot about Vin Diesel. Um, I really, this is how I like to spend most of my Tuesday evening. So thank you guys for being here. We will be back in one month for myself. Q will be back in two weeks. Uh, check out project-dern.com. There's a lot of stuff on there to check out, and there's a lot of awesome things down, coming down the pipeline. So please take a look whenever you can. Thank you, guys. Everyone wave goodbye. Bye. We'll be back. Bye-bye.